here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Rob McCarron. He is sounding off, drunk, in the middle of the road in a snowstorm, wherever he is. Jeff Hawkins. They give him a big middle finger! <laughs> You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarron and Jeff Hawkins. I honestly would have rather gotten a DUI tonight. Wow. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Shake Them Ropes, episode number 71. Rob McCarron here. Jeff Hawkins, who has been recently cast as Russian Marcher number 37. So you may see him at WrestleMania coming up. So, Jeff Hawkins, how are you today? I missed that casting notice for some reason, but I don't no. think they would have cast me anyways. I wanted to be cast as the Russian lawyer, as one of the Russian marchers, as one of Sting's scarecrows. Like, if I could get cast as one of those things, I could go to WrestleMania and be like, hey, boom, this is my reason for going. You would have made a better Russian than the actual Russian lawyer they got. I don't know if that's true. I mean, it was bad on Monday, this Russian lawyer Moose, who was coming out. Moose and Squirrel. He, he gave up on the accent a little bit. Like, he wasn't bad his oh. first sentence, and then he just gave up. Oh, he turned into uh, Bill Swirsky from the uh, yeah. Da Bears catching acid out. He broke at one point. Did you hear me? Laughed on mic. Yeah. This, I, I don't know. That killed me. That's, what, that's the moment I felt sorry for him right there. <laughs> I honestly don't know how you trust these extras with speaking roles a lot of the time. I just you don't have know how you do it. A character who is a lawyer in the WWE. Mm-hmm. This would be a time to bring in once again WWE legal analyst David Otunga. Yeah, but then he couldn't be on the pre-show, and you know what? Those pre-shows would die without him right now. No, he would give expert analysis of his client Rusev. Yeah, David Otunga would have been great. He doesn't. You don't have to be Russian. I mean, you could be David Otunga. Who who cares if he wasn't a Russian? Exactly. You could just be a heel lawyer, and you represent heels. Yeah. You're you're like you're like uh, Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul. Yeah. Get Bob Odenkirk on the show. Sure. Instead of Bill Simmons and Snoop Dogg, get Bob Odenkirk to play Saul Goodman. Bob Odenkirk, Jonathan Banks, and maybe a cameo from uh, David Cross. (laughs) Sure. Why not? Better than the guy they had. They were in no, Iowa. No. I mean, they could have gotten Merrick Brave. Merrick Brave could probably do a better Russian accent than that guy. Why not? Why not? Is all I'm saying. Rob, uh, Rob, you're my Rob. That guy is my Spud Head of the Week. Is he? Is that a new segment here on Shake Them Ropes? The Spud that's Head my, of the Week. That that's my tribute to the greatest Western States Heritage Champion of all time, Larry Zabisco. Larry Zabisco going into the <laughs> Hall of Fame. This Larry Zabisco feller. Well, we never got to a lunger blaze either, so I actually kind of wanted to touch on that a little bit, but uh, that time's passed, so. Has it? <laughs> or even Rikishi. <laughs> Rikishi. There's a lot of people going in. and the There's a of, lot of people. The, Not uh, a lot of Hall of Famers, eh. but a lot of people. Eh. It's the WWE Hall of Fame. I mean, Sid's not in. Travesty <laughs> of them all. Sid. We're going to talk about Sid later as we go through match are number we? 84. Oh, we are. We are going to talk about Sid later. I will mention it. We will talk. Did I not do my homework? Because you were late on yours. I was a little late. We watched match number 84 on the top 100 countdown of WWE Network matches to see before you oh, die. Oh. Yeah, you know. Now, now Super know. crazy. Yoshihiro yeah. Tajiri. Uh, mm-hmm. The Tajiri before he would become the Tajiri we all know and love. The, the Tajiri before he became Muda Jr. Yep. Right before. Yeah. The ECW debuts on pay-per-view of both Super Crazy and Tajiri from Guilty as Charged 1999. We're going to talk about that one a little later on. We're going to talk about, of course, WWE. We're going to talk about everyone signing to NXT. Everyone in the world is in NXT. I'm surprised I haven't gotten my call yet, but we're going to talk about that. Voicesofwrestling.com, ShakeThemRopes.com. WrestleMania is coming up. There's a whole lot to talk about. Next week is going to be our WrestleMania preview show, Jeff. Mm, Are you ready? 
Well, I haven't shorn up our guests yet, but I'm trying We're to. We're going to have some guests on the show to maybe, run down Russell. Maybe. Oh, maybe. Let's not promise it. Oh, we, we don't, will? You have someone? We don't know who they are yet. Oh, okay. But we're going to find one or two people to come on and talk about WrestleMania with us. Hopefully, they are as enthused as we are for this show, because I'm really excited for WrestleMania I'm trying to pull. 31. I'm trying to pull my weight on this show of getting guests and whatnot. I've trying gotten to. one total. Yeah. Hey. And, and I'm driving up to San Jose for an NXT show. That's right. We're going to talk about NXT uh, mm-hmm. t- in two weeks after you go to the NXT show. And maybe, just maybe, depending on your schedule, and uh, also another special guest who's going to that show, Chris Harrington. Yes. We might yes. see if we can do some audio about the NXT and the WrestleMania weekend in general, just as a little pre-WrestleMania thing. We'll see what we'll see if all the time works out. That's that's gonna be that's gonna be desk. that's gonna that's gonna be tough on that Saturday after after NXT to to get things going because I need to drive home. Right. <laughs> um, hey. And plus, I'm I'm staying about an hour outside of San Jose, but it is a uh, West Co- West Coast West Voices Coast. of Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, meeting and we and also one of our uh, usual callers to our post show, uh, uh, Damian Gonzalez, is joining uh, oh, myself and Mookie. Yes, everyone's going to be at NXT on the West Coast. All the cool kids all coming the, to NXT. All the cool kids are going to NXT. So we'll see what we can do. Hey, you'll have a half an hour hour drive home or whatever. Call on the drive. You know? Half an hour. Oh no, I have five and a half hours from LA. But yeah, uh, you have no, a five I'm, and a half I'm, hour I'm, drive. I'm, I'm, but but I'm staying in uh, in a uh, God about an hour outside of San Jose. But just, us, just, to, uh, just to have a place to crash for right. the night so I don't get in a wreck and die. So follow us <laughs> at Shake Them Ropes on Twitter, and we'll keep you all posted with whatever things we get done through uh, WrestleMania week. But we're still a week and a half away from that. It's coming. It seems like it's coming fast. So we all have to prepare. Whole lot of stuff going on with this show. And mm-hmm. last night on WWE Raw. Last night. Two nights ago on WWE Raw, <laughs> on Monday. You're, someone's running late. <laughs> We're running a little late. It's happening on a Wednesday instead of a Tuesday. It's my fault. That's my I, one burial of you. Yeah, I, I had things happening, and then I couldn't watch. I didn't even watch Raw until Tuesday morning, and I didn't watch any of our other stuff until today. Things are happening. Things are going on. I, I can't even say things are happening. They're just going on. But okay. that's that's what's going down. So we're here on the Wednesday night. Uh, Voices mm-hmm. of Wrestling will be back tomorrow with their podcast because we did a little three-hour show last week, kind of filling in. Got some pretty rave reviews. People loving our discussion. People loving uh, Dylan. Dylan. They like Dylan. There. They didn't like me. They like Dylan. This uh, <laughs> I didn't. When I first started doing the top 100 matches, honestly, mm-hmm. I just wanted to do it because I thought it it would one give us something to talk about. It was a good hook. Not even, I didn't even think anything like that. I thought, okay, because there were some shows where we were struggling to find WWE stuff to talk about for an hour because there was nothing happening back in November. Like there was just nothing going on. Like here we are in WrestleMania season and things are happening and there's stuff to talk about. But EC3 versus Spud match. Let's talk about that. Five, (laughs) five months ago, we were struggling to find topics. So I figured, okay, we can discuss all this. It'll work Mm -hmm. out. It gives us something to talk about. And then uh, it turned into something that's become kind of popular. People could follow along and watch the matches as we do. Uh, we're now through the mid '80s on these matches, so we still have plenty of time to go. And, and it gives uh, it gives fans a little bit. Of, it gives me a little bit more connection to people because I'm the kind of the history guy because I'm yeah. a little older than you. And then it gives right. you know, and it allows it gives everybody something to talk about a little bit. I, yeah, it gives everyone I've been something to talk it. about. Uh, and we we throw it at the end of the show. So if you're really interested in them, you can go find them. You know exactly where in the show they're going to be. Uh, if you're not so interested in them, that's fine. We can hear the WWE talk and then you're done. That's perfectly fine too. But uh, mm-hmm. it's I've going through and watching all these matches. It's been interesting because I don't think I would have ever, unless I just decided one day to watch Guilty as Charged 99 all the way through, which probably wasn't yeah. happening. I mean, I no. never have seen this Tajiri and Super Crazy match because I was not watching ECW uh, that much back in the 98, 99 era. I was, I was familiar with it. I knew what the storylines were. It's kind of like how I follow the indies these days. Like I know what's going on, but I'm not watching full shows and I may Mm. have never seen this match. And you know what? I'm happy that I go back and watch these matches. Cool. Yeah. So we're going to talk about Tajiri and super crazy later, but WWE raw. I don't know how I got off on that, on that tangent. Oh, Oh, that was my fault. It was only to say that I've begun editing together the matches by themselves into a compilation. So All eventually right. we will release probably 10 at a time, like an episode of, you know, 100 through 91 and so on and so on. But we will have a compilation. If you're a fan or just haven't gotten 
to all of our match reviews and you want to, uh, there will be episodes of the podcast coming up that are just our match reviews and uh, nothing but. So you can go through those and kind of follow along with yourself to the matches. Uh, but WWE Raw, the first thing I wanted to get to on Raw this week, aside from the horrible actors playing Russian lawyers, <laughs> aside from the fact that Sting's first promo back took place after Raw on the network, yeah. and not on the show itself. Oh, aside, yeah. aside from the fact that uh, uh, Triple H in his big promotion for the match really did nothing this week. He looked, he stood there and looked old in a Seth Rollins backstage promo and then showed up in the ring and really just hung out for a little bit. Like the mm-hmm. build for some of this stuff has been really weird, but what I wanted to talk about first oh, okay. was Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns, the Brock Lesnar video and the build for what is still the main event of WrestleMania. Although there are other matches that feel like they're more important right now, especially Seth that- Rollins Orton. You know what? That was my main point this week. Yeah. I was going to get to. I was going to ask you if you wiped out all memory and all knowledge of what you know about wrestling mm-hmm. and what you've been reading in newsletters and Twitter and I following along and whatnot this this last two weeks. Yeah. And you sat down and watched Raw. Mm-hmm. What would you think the main event of WrestleMania was? I feel like there's been other WrestleManias that we've thought this or there's definitely been other pay-per-views in the last several years where we thought this where the focus of the show on several shows not just one is on a particular match and this year it's definitely Rollins Orton and Orton that's been the focus of every Raw for the last four or five weeks has been Mm -hmm. Rollins and Orton at the top of the show at the end of the show and the authority at the middle of the show the whole show is about that and then you get a little bit of Brock Lesnar and Reigns. You get a little bit of Rusev and John Cena. Rusev and John Cena, these segments are taking place in smack dab in the middle of the show. Beginning like, hour two. death spots. Right? Yeah. Some of them well, are no. starting hour two, but some of them are, you know, I think this one, maybe I'm completely wrong because I watched it on a delay and I didn't have, you know, frame of reference for the times. I thought this one was like right in the middle of the show. Like the I think it was the beginning of I thought it, I thought it was beginning of hour two, but it, I might it be It probably wrong is. That. You could be right, but, the but that is, might have been Hay- that might have been Heyman. That might have been Heyman. Never mind. I, I think so. I, I don't know. Okay. But, and I, again, I may be wrong on this fact, but still, at the end of the day, the focus has been on Randy Orton and Seth Rollins. That's what all of their time has gone to, which is a bad thing in itself. Because while I'm excited for the match, and we can look at the build versus the end result, and I think the end result of WrestleMania would be perfectly fine. The build has been wacky. This has been your main event segment, and it wasn't until the end of the show last week where we actually had the match. Like, we didn't really have the match until this week. Because on this week's Raw, they were going to be in the main event of Raw. Yeah. A um, couple things just about that in general. It feels like they're setting up, how will the Authority regroup post-WrestleMania as the main storyline post-WrestleMania? Right. Because, which was the yeah. same story... Last year, if you remember. It was the same story last year, because what they're going to do is Seth Rollins here, their boy, is probably Mm going to lose to Randy Orton, right? Mm -hmm. He's probably losing to Randy Orton. If I had to predict this week, and we, I know I have one more week to flip-flop, but if I had to predict this week, I'm predicting Randy Orton to win. I'm predicting Roman Reigns to win, of course. I'm predicting Sting Mm -hmm. to win right now, which is dangerous, Mm -hmm. but I'm predicting it to happen. Mm -hmm. The whole storyline next, uh, the Raw after WrestleMania, will be how do all these losers come back and i think yep. what's going to happen on raw is they're going to flex their muscles and show their power and just book a bunch yep. of handicap matches against all the baby faces on raw and win and somehow show, and most of them will set up rematches for payback which is always the way they go it seems well it's so weird because yeah you could probably get a randy orton seth rollins rematch you're probably not getting sting so you know triple h is going to have to go over somebody not in a wrestling term but probably just you mm-hmm. know go over someone in a authority oh, role he has he has a way of doing that in the sting match if he wants to without even winning Look what he did with Booker T. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, but he won that. But he won that one. But he has right. ways. So I, I just, you know, that's the storyline here. And it's creeping into the Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns angle, which it shouldn't yeah. be because Paul Heyman is talking about the authority, the authority. I know he's trying to do this shoot thing like Brock Lesnar. Everyone knows he might be leaving. So we're going to shoot it. You know, I Vince McMahon, the authority back there. What are you going to do when Brock Lesnar goes off script and and wins anyway or doesn't give the belt? Maybe he walks out. I'm fearing for my life, not to get into the tangent because I do want to talk about Rollins and Orton, but I'm fearing for my no, life. because I want to go about this too, but let's continue. I'm fearing for my life that during the main event, Brock Lesnar and Roman, they're going to do something like Brock is going to shoot and it's not part of the show and Brock Lesnar maybe walks out. You know, as Roman is gaining momentum, Brock might just walk out or do something. 
you know, and they're going to work that into the storyline. Like Roman didn't win, you know, it was Brock Lesnar thought about leaving and something happened to him. Like Vince comes out and says, get back in there. A couple things. I still think the play here to get the authority involved in it is to have uh, Roman wins. And then they demand that Rollins cashes in the briefcase. Uh, Another thing, it feels like Lesnar is the quote unquote CM Punk champ. It, 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 there's it, this, the champ is a secondary kind of match. It feels like they've kind of not half-heartedly, but cooled a little of the Roman Reigns super push so that there's not as much of a backlash. And that kind of goes into the, the, the note in this week's observer that the WWE was confiscating Daniel Bryan signs. They still don't want him to be overshadowed, but they don't want to feel like he's overexposed. I thought Roman Reigns' promo was pretty good. Roman Reigns was... Uh, all things considered. Yes. His contacts are weird, but the promo was pretty good. Love the contacts. Heyman, Heyman, speaking of shooting, when he's a sniper, he's great. But that was about 30 to 35% of this promo. The rest of the time, he, it felt like he was a sawed-off shotgun, just kind of spewing anything he could think of out there. And I just... it it. I didn't like the promo. I got to be honest. And I love Paul Heyman. Finally. But I, I didn't care for that promo. It's, it's. This one this it's, week might have been worse trying, than the one last it's, week. It's trying very hard and I don't think it's succeeding. That's, He's, that's my opinion. <laughs> I love, I love when Paul Heyman speaks. The cadence, yes. usually great. The actual presentation, usually great. The words mm-hmm. for the last couple of weeks hasn't been up to what we expect from Paul Heyman. And they keep mm-hmm. doing the gimmick, of course, with the authority coming in, where Paul Heyman's half of the authority or half the promo is about the authority backstage, which is Vince. I mean, he says authority, but it's Vince McMahon. It's not the Triple H Stephanie authority that, you know, us insiders or smart fans are supposed to think about. And then they cut off the mic. So there goes the presentation. The one good thing about the Paul <laughs> Heyman promos, cut the mic off. I don't care for that. I know it's I hate supposed it. to, you, well, you're angering Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman is the angry guy. It's not like they're getting one over because who's getting one over on Paul Heyman? It's not Roman Reigns, the person Brock's actually wrestling. I, I think it's twofold. The fact that Brock Lesnar isn't on every show kind of hinders their ability to make that the main focus. Because what are you going to do? Just put Paul Heyman in the main event segment of Raw week after week talking to Roman Reigns? No, it's not going to happen. But their problem is they their problem is they think they're generating heat and all they're doing and we said this last week all they're doing is they they do it at a moment where he has momentum and it's interesting it's always at a moment where he's actually starting right. to flow a little bit and it and it just it kills the promo yeah Roman Reigns got a chance to speak out now next week Brock Lesnar is going to be there the go home yeah. show I have to figure that's going to be the main event segment if it's another Orton Rollins main event segment then what the hell are we doing here I mean yeah what's no the going Brock on? tape segment. Was out, was out. The Brock tape segment was out. The Brock part was great on the show because they do yeah, those. Yeah. They do those correctly. You know, it's Brock mm-hmm. Lesnar or Brock Lesnar in short form. He's out there just saying what he's going to say. I thought Roman was excellent in his part, too, because uh, he was focusing on Brock Lesnar. You know, he made it to where it was Brock Lesnar, the main focus. Right. Uh, he wasn't talking mm-hmm. about the authority or anyone else. It was Brock Lesnar. And he was saying right. things. He wasn't skipping his words. He wasn't, you know. And nothing was hindered with him. You know what? I thought I, I had written something on Twitter. I had written a note where I was like, uh, it was starting to turn and it was starting to go bad. And then he cut it off. I was like, okay, never mind. I was starting to hate. I was starting to hate it. And then he, he stopped. I went, okay, fine. You stopped. You stopped on a fairly, on a point where it could have turned out poorly. So right. good for you. Yeah. I, um, but I, I thought Roman was excellent because again, he was speaking like a real person. He wasn't, yes. it didn't sound like he was saying scripted lines that were right. just a disaster. He the, was the, speaking the, like the a real com- person. I, I, yeah. As I told a friend today, it, it's who, who's getting mad at these promos with the big words and the things that people wouldn't say in a real fight. You got to think of it as comic book dialogue. There's a lot of bad puns and a lot of, you know, superfluous language used through a thesaurus of some kind. Right. Through a thesaurus of some kind. But that's kind of what it is. Mm-hmm. Kind of what it is. Although I am voting Jamie Noble and uh, and and uh, Mercury best on promos, both of them. <laughs> Mercury because he's silent. Exactly, he just stays there. He's yeah. awesome being silent, but uh, Noble was good. I thought Sting's promo was shortened to the point too. Speaking of which, I know well, a couple the, people. The couple, promo couple, after the show that he cut because oh, yeah. he couldn't make oh, TV. Yeah. Short Sting was excellent, and the crowd that was for angering. The, 
for the first time, I thought, because they were in Des Moines, Iowa, a place that could care less probably about Sting on most days. Mm-hmm. But Sting got the people hyped. They were excited to see him. They were chanting his name. And then he spoke in a serious fashion about how he's putting an end to this Triple H guy who everyone hates. Said he was happy to be there. Said he was there to kick Triple H's butt and then drop the mic. Perfect. I'm happy with that. It was great. It was great. And they put it on the effing network Fun as opposed network. to Raw. Because they're so inclined to sell the network, even though WrestleMania is coming. Let WrestleMania sell the network. But in order for people to want to buy WrestleMania, you might mm-hmm. want to put Sting talking on the show. Exactly. You, if you want lapsed fans, which is the Sting audience... The Sting audience is lapsed fans. It's not the current WWE universe. It's lapsed fans who liked the Monday Night Wars or even beforehand who are curious to see Sting. Yeah. You put it, you put it where it's the most eyeballs. Now, he may still cut a promo next week on Raw, so maybe they'll get his talking in on Raw. But well, they may overscript that promo and just ruin all this goodwill of ours, too. Maybe. Yeah. I thought Sting did one other really, really cool thing, and, and people didn't pick up on it to my knowledge I, I haven't listened to a lot of criticism again i was trying to avoid it for my own opinions but uh mm-hmm. at the uh, at the end of raw when uh when orton was about to go for the rk or when he did the drop down when you know when he's kind of signaling that he's going to go for the rko sting didn't trust randy orton and he kind of flinched and went back into the corner to make sure he wasn't being turned on i thought that was a cool little i think it might have just been that he forgot randy was going to do that and he's like oh shoot i have to get out of the way I, All right, I think fine, you may. Rob. I think you fine, may have read Rob. that as if it was, you know, a good move by Act, Sting. I thought it was acting, but but fine, Rob. You I think it was bear- just the guy who forgot there was one more spot and he had to move. I think. If not, good on Sting. Because <laughs> that's how you oh. should react. This guy who just turned on all his friends, literally as you were saving him, you mm-hmm. just got turned on and turned on his friends. Yeah, if he poses down for the RKO, how are you supposed to know? Yeah, I, I hate it when good guys Orton, just think other good guys are going to stay good and not hurt them. And especially since Orton's kind of getting that nouveau or, uh, Austin push. He's getting the Austin push again four years or five years too late when there was the yeah. perfect time. Mm-hmm. And that's why that, I'm always sad about all the, Orton. All, all, all the snake imagery is coming back in the commentary and whatnot. I'm so sad know, about so. Orton because five years ago, God, he could be the biggest thing of all time. Luckily for him, he's still done enough to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Still dumb enough. He's done enough. Oh, done enough. <laughs> okay. Wow. I was gonna say that's a that's a strong take, Rob. Randy Orton's uh, the just other a half, dummy. The other half of that, if you just landed from a from a uh, from a far off planet and watched just the last two weeks of Raw, what's the story of the Intercontinental Title match? That, well, that our truth. It's all through our truth. That's I'm gonna cut you off there. The first one announced for the match doesn't want to be in it. Mm -hmm. Doesn't want the belt. He's Mm -hmm. only in this whole thing to make a fool out of Wade Barrett. Mm -hmm. That's it. Not to win the belt. Dean Ambrose is in it to to win the belt, basically, even though he's still a little foolish because he wants to win it, yet he'll carry it around stolen no matter what. Everyone else is just kind of playing the Dean Ambrose game and no one knows why. Like, oh, if Dean Ambrose can steal the belt, maybe I should too. There's no real reason for it. No one seems to want to win. At least Stardust on Twitter, of all places, where no one follows along, and you shouldn't, is at least putting over how he wants to win the belt. Right. But other than that, it's... Other than that, it's wacky Looney Tunes comedy through the eyes of our truth And yeah. you know what the sad part was, was that I liked that six-man match a lot. It was a darn good match, and I just couldn't concentrate it's on it because our truth and the commentary the team point? wouldn't shut up. So let's look at this, and I'm writing them out because I know otherwise I would forget it. You talked okay. about how WWE was confiscating Daniel Bryan signs. Right. Because whether they just want the focus to be on other people, whether it, where the signs were were distracting to others, who knows? Because there's always different sides to these things. You know, I'd rather have the Sheamus match at this point than, this, than him in this uh, Intercontinental match. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and we'll talk about this little Battle Royal gimmick they had oh, going on on Raw. God. But, so. Yeah. From the top, because Daniel Bryan right now isn't in the main event or the semi-main yeah. or the semi-semi-main or the semi-semi-semi-main. The semi-semi-semi-main. Yeah, he's the in wor- the curtain jerker match. You have the world title. You have yeah. Sting and Triple H, which is platform to head. You have Orton and Rollins. Mm-hmm. 
You have Taker and Bray, which is probably more important, even though it hasn't gotten as not enough time because you don't have Undertaker there. Taker it's treated and, more important. Taker and Bray. It's certainly treated more. Yeah. Absolutely. And the fact that it has Taker in it is going to be the big reason. And mm-hmm. then what's the one I'm missing? That's also uh, Cena and Rusev for sure. Cena and Rusev, uh, the Divas match. I wouldn't say that's ahead of the IC title. It's going to be later in the card. Well, probably. And, and, but I'm I saying IC title matches. Oh, importance. Importance from top to bottom. I would have the IC title at sixth. I think they've given this battle royal more importance. Oh, God, no. Not after Raw. Than this IC, than the, in this IC title match. Well, I mean, they're at least making up, you know, contenders for the swerve of Sheamus winning it all, which is the most obvious thing in the world. Sheamus is winning, right? Oh yeah, Sheamus is winning. No he hasn't doubt. been announced for it. We don't even know that he's going to be in it. Sheamus is he's winning. He's a surprise. He's a surprise WrestleMania return. Which I always, I, I always find it weird. Which, when they've, it surprises. Been, which they've been building on TV, which kills me. If you're gonna have him return, just have him be a surprise. Nobody cares about these ads. Unless, unless they think that Sheamus returning is a draw for some people, and hey, I should watch <laughs> the network because Sheamus might come back. You know, five people in Dublin. Sure. Hey. You know. I like people in Dublin. It's not. It's not bad. It's just who's, might, who's like. Man, I can't wait for Sheamus to come back. Might want to see some Sheamus action coming back. But the fact is, he might be a surprise. He might be the twentieth man to walk out. But then oh, he's, he's gonna just, be the last one. He's just he's in the battle the royal. One. Well, yeah, the yeah. Tw- tw- it's only twenty men, so that he would be the last one. So you have this twenty man battle royal, and Sheamus walks in, and he's just in there for the ten yeah. minutes that this match will last. Like a Royal Rumble, you can get that surprise pop, but. He's just in there. You're going to get your final four, maybe of Mark Henry, Big Show, Kane, and Sheamus. All the big guys. Mark Henry, Kane, Big Show, and Sheamus, yes. You're going to have probably Mark I Henry think- dumped. You're going to have Big Show and Kane fight again. Somehow. Fight each other, and Sheamus is going to take advantage and win the battle Sheamus bro kicks both of them as they're in a bear hug over the top rope. Yeah. Or maybe not. The- maybe he doesn't show up until the Raw after. You never know. That could be too. Uh, okay. It could be. I thought after reading the SmackDown taping results, I thought maybe Mark Henry was going to be the next authority member and he was going to be set up for Roman Reigns after WrestleMania. But Because that's what we need is more authority members. Well, you know, it's all about Stephanie. Raw is the story of Stephanie. I almost like half of me thinks that after WrestleMania, you know, Seth Rollins will go his way. Triple H is done with Sting. Like Triple H and Stephanie might actually go off TV for a little bit. And then I think and laugh and just like, no, that can't well, they, happen. You know, Why would they, had some inter- they had some interesting ideas brewing, I thought, maybe. I mean, I I liked the idea of a Heyman stable being the main heel stable after WrestleMania last year with yeah. Cesaro, Brock, and maybe bringing back Rybaxel as, you know, thugs, but it didn't happen. Just didn't work. We have nope. we have all these grandiose ideas of what could happen or what might happen, yeah. but they all involve hey, Rob- pushing new talents. Hey, Rob, for things that actually did happen, do you think they gave Divas a chance? <laughs> I wonder if that hashtag was meant for the fans and not WWE. Because <laughs> let's, I mean, WWE is right. The fans aren't ready right now to accept 12-minute Divas matches. The point is to give them those strong matches with a good presentation for the women so that yeah. eventually the fans are supportive of that. Because the fans weren't, you know, chomping at the bit for 10 minute diva matches in NXT until after a couple of uh, matches, they decided, you know what? These women are good and they're deserving of my time. It took a little True. bit. People weren't chomping yeah. at the bit for 10 minute page matches on TV. It took the no. building of a division for fans to like it. People aren't mm-hmm. going to love a 10 minute WrestleMania divas match this year. They might next year. If you put Hopefully. importance on it, like if you actually had a yeah. whole year where the division mattered, and there were strong female contenders who weren't just crazy women fighting each yeah. other for the sake of it, then they might give the women a chance. But you have to give them the chance first. I agree. And it has to be for a long period of time. It can't be for I, one And week. I thought, you know what? Good on them. I hope they did. I hope someone didn't go, well, we're never doing that again after that match. And I, thought it was, I thought it was serviceable. I thought that, it was a serviceable match. And that's the short-sightedness of it is there might be a couple of segments that fail, whether the fans don't buy into it, whether the match isn't the greatest, whether the ratings go down for that quarter hour. It'll yeah. take two weeks before they realize, you know what? The fans aren't ready, so we shouldn't be focusing on this yet. Of course, the fans aren't ready. The fans aren't ready for Luke Harper to be a main eventer right now. Does that mean you shouldn't be building him up as one possibly in the future? The you know, I'd much, 
Go just ahead. Not, they're just not ready. The fans aren't ready for Rusev to be a top guy. A win over John Cena, strong at WrestleMania, might get him there. But it's not like they're ready for these guys to be top stars. People aren't weren't ready for Daniel Bryan to be a top star a year before they pushed for him. And then they were ready and they just didn't get it. But you got to start would, planting would, yeah, the seeds. I, would, I, would much re- I have much more confidence in a company that has a long-term vision and knows what they want rather than the one that's, that has kind of a half-hearted vision, what they think they want, and they're kind of scoreboard watching on like the ratings for the quarter hours. Right. I don't, I don't, you know, I, Ooh, that failed. We got to get that off immediately. Okay. How about you just have a little confidence and, and keep, cause this is, cause wrestling is a condition, especially with the three hour raw, it's a conditioning exercise. You keep conditioning the audience and eventually those lower quarter hours or whatever will turn. I think, especially if you get an influx of competent in ring performers in the divas division. Right. Yeah. But and those are my rambling thoughts on Raw. Do you have anything else on Raw that we really have to get to? Tag team, tag team. Uh, Looks like a three way now. I, okay, that that was gonna be my question. If if uh, Uso can't go, do you replace him with Rikishi? No. For the WrestleMania pop. Nope. Or do you do you bringing bring in? See, I remember you were tapping this around a little bit. Dudley's. Dudleys. Bring in the Dudleys. All three of them. Bring them because in. Because there's a third because there's a third Dudley. Bring them all in. Bring yeah, that was my in. idea. They won't. I was thinking at first I was thinking at first New Age Outlaws for, for the cheap pop, but they don't have a third member and I wouldn't want that. I I would you know, the Dudleys wouldn't be a bad choice here. I mean and they wouldn't mind doing the, the J O B. I know the story has been, you know, the third member on the outside, but it's not like it has to be at WrestleMania. You can bring just a duo of two guys. You can bring in the outlaws and put X Pac with them. I mean, That's true. You could, but I, you can I, bring back Abraham Washington for the prime time nope. players, baby. Can't, can't do that. Millions actually, no, can't do that. Millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. I just like, make it a three way. <laughs> put put Jimmy Uso in the battle royal. I mean, whatever. Oh, you know what? They could put Naomi in it, and they could have Jay Uso on the outside because they're doing interspecies matches on SmackDown. Yes, shout are. out to your boy. Shout out to your boy Ben. Gimmick infringement. Okay, I don't know who that is. Should I know uh, who this is? Juicer Frody. Oh Bro- yeah, him. Oh yeah, Ben Gordon. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Fan of I know your friends better wrestling. than you. What the hell's your problem? I didn't know what you were going at there. I don't oh. know what was going. Former guest on Shake Them Ropes, Ben Gordon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that, no, the, I really don't have a lot. I don't. Weeks, oh, let me think. Hold on. Two weeks before WrestleMania. No, I don't. And that was, I mean, the raw ratings are not where they were last year. People aren't buying this WrestleMania as much. There's really no marquee match that people are just clamoring to see. It's your self-fulfilling prophecy. It doesn't become, it's no longer a big show. Yet the business doesn't will still feel be, like it. the business will still be booming because you'll have oh, the yeah. most subscribers well, ever. You're going to have pay-per-view buys on this. You're going to have a huge gate there at Santa Clara. I think booming is a. It's going to be booming. It's going to be the biggest WrestleMania term. of all time. Well, that's just numbers. Numbers-wise, okay. yes. Money-wise, probably not the biggest of all time, but no. they're still going to find ways to spin it. They're going to think they just did a bang-up job with this. Mm-hmm. A bang-up job. And you know what? I think we can announce it now. We can announce this. As long as you're still good on the time. What we're going to try for this weekend, Jeff Hawkins, myself, and Chris Harrington, guest of the show, favorite of the show, I'm looking right now at Jeff, and he looks surprised by this. No. Oh, no. I, I was surprised at first. I thought you were about to announce the live call-in show after WrestleMania. but <laughs> No. I'm announcing this weekend. I think we're going to do some audio with Mookie Ghana, Chris Harrington, on more of the business side. It's going to be like a Shake Them Ropes and WrestleNomics mashup that we're doing. He, he now a member of the Voices of Wrestling right. podcasting. So on VoicesOfWrestling.com, you'll, uh, you'll get some audio with Chris Harrington talking more of the business stuff with myself and Jeff on Saturday. Saturday afternoon, we're going to have that up. Uh, so I nice got to do little, my homework. Nice little addition. I got to cram. Right. We're going to talk about uh, WWE going into business with DraftKings and some other different things going on. And maybe something will pop up. Maybe we'll have some breaking news that the Road Dog is coming back to WWE to wrestle at WrestleMania. Draft Kings. Draft Kings and WWE. We'll talk about that partnership on Saturday. Um, Hunter is signing everyone for NXT, Jeff. 
Everybody. Okay, who, who other than Jimmy Jacobs and uh, Joe? We already got the Briscoes. Oh, uh, is the Briscoes on the dotted line? That's a definite? The Briscoes are a definite. It's just a matter. They're not probably going in at the same time as Joe. They're probably a little bit later. But the Briscoes yes. are going there. Excellent. Samo Joe. James E. Jacobs. And probably not to wrestle either. To no, go he's doing creative. NXT agenting and creative. Help out and Ryan Ward a little bit. I can't wait I to like vote it. for Booker of the Year and write down Jimmy Jacobs. Is that sarcasm or no? No, I can't wait to do it. Jimmy Jacobs okay. has a smart mind. I don't know if he's going to change anything down there. He's going to help. But he'll... Let's, I mean, let's face it. They're down one. They're down Bill DeMott. They didn't replace Bill DeMott. No, well, I mean, just having heard him on podcasts and whatnot, I think he has some very good ideas. That's I think fine. he's going to be I've great. I've been in locker rooms with this guy as he's putting oh. together other matches. I mean, Jimmy Jacobs is a smart... Jimmy Jacobs? No, I meant have you. Hmm. Okay, continue. Sorry. <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> I'm evil. You perverted continue. sicko. Jimmy yes. Jacobs is great hire. Might have a match yes. or two. Might get a little dark match uh, action with uh, Solomon Crow on the TV taping okay. somewhere. But Jimmy Jacobs is there I mean, one week. I mean, like, this is happening right now. He's going there. Let's see. Adam Pierce. Adam Pierce has been a, I don't know if Adam Pierce is ever going to be full time there just because I think he likes living in California. So he'll be like a monthly yeah. guest type of deal. That's uh, fine. You got Adam Pierce there. I, they're, and they're not done. There's one more that's not a definite. So I can't even say it like to anyone because it might happen. It might not, but they're interested in Adam Cole. You know, okay. They, you alluded this before they want I may have alluded it to you. It's not someone we, I don't think I've mentioned here yet, but I mean, there's a ton of guys. Okay. There's yeah. a ton of guys to where if I'm Chuck Taylor out there, you know, maybe don't, I get, I, maybe don't scream I get the a, calls. Maybe I get, I get, a, I get, a, I get a tryout tape going because he's one of the best color guys in the business. I love him on color. Yeah. And there's some, there's some other signings that are going to happen that are some, some will surprise, some won't really surprise, but they're going after this. They're going to make a touring brand and they need names for it that are of interest to the fans that they are catering to. And if you don't sign, Mark Henry's going to cut a promo and drop some references to you on SmackDown. Yes. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> you, you young bucks. I still don't believe that story. Like, I don't actually think, I mean, sometimes these guys like to spout out a story and by these guys, I mean, Brian Alvarez, sometimes they like to say something because it makes sense and people will buy it, but it's not really the case. Mark Henry just said these young bucks. Is that a shout out to the young bucks? Fuck no. No, it's, it's, but, you know. Young Bucks is an expression that can be used without I, I, meaning I, something. I agree, and I agree. It, it sounds natural coming out of Mark Henry's mouth, but, you know, copywriting the, the click sign plus super yeah, kick party but that's plus business. Young Bucks. That's business versus creative. The business thing, absolutely, they're doing that. And that's completely ridiculous, and I don't think it's ever going to work. But you know what? I don't think so either. You know what? The hand gesture is something that, unless it was used by others before, I know the University of Texas has basically the same thing. All right, University of Nevada, and they're University. not trying to block anyone from using it. They're trying to no, block just, its just use wrestling. in wrestling. Yeah, and if they actually okay. push, if they actually push for that, I mean, we'll see. But I don't see it working out too well for well, them. Well, Alvarez wasn't the only one. Meltzer intimated it too, but you know, I mean, I can, I, I see the arguments on both sides. So your argument is relevant i think i don't think i don't think it's really an argument i just think mark henry used this word i don't think some writer is out there saying you have to say the young bucks here because we're gonna really get nick and matt massey here i mean is that is that what we're saying i don't come know. on maybe I, they, sometimes they, they just want to tweak so they, they do things to tweak social media it's a fun times, story so. to say in a newsletter yeah. in a podcast because no one's okay. going to be able to fact check it yeah rob you've convinced me yeah um, but Jimmy Jacobs going there was really interesting. He and of course IWA Mid South had to book him in a loser leaves town match just to get that one more match out of Jimmy Jacobs. And why not make it a loser leaves town? Of course yeah. he lost because he's leaving town. Mm. Good for Jimmy Jacobs. Um, WrestleMania, we're going to talk about the preview next week. I mean, it's a show that's coming up. I mean, look forward to it, everybody. There's a whole bunch of indie shows that weekend too. A lot are using former WWE talent. A lot of them are yep. using. Now some TNA talent that are apparently fine to work iPay-per-views. So a lot happening next weekend. Is is NXT the only show you're going to now? Or are you doing other I believe, stuff? I, 
No, it's the only show I'm going to other than I'm going to dinner with a bunch of people on right. Saturday. I mean, it's only the day. It's only the day, and then I'm coming back. Oh, okay. I don't I don't think I can get there in time for the uh, WWN show. Okay. Well, talk to Chris, I, I don't, too. I don't, I don't, want, I don't want to rush myself, and I'm going to probably don't, take a nap so that I'm not a cranky rush. pants at NXT. Yeah, don't rush. The NXT show is starting late. It's a 10 o'clock yeah. start time locally. NXT, NXT is the show I want to watch. I mean, that's what I'm doing, and, you know, I feel like, hey, if you can drive through 30 states to get to an NXT taping, I can at least go four and a half hours up north and do my part. Everyone says it's starting late because it's a weird start time for a show like that. Like, it's a 10 mm-hmm. p.m. local time, but you got all this stuff going on. It's a Friday night. People can get to it. It's just amazing. They, of course, you got your tickets in the presale, mm-hmm. so you're lucky there. They sold a ton of tickets in the presale. Then they sold out whatever was left within two hours of the, you know, on sale this Monday, so that they could say they sold out in two hours. You know, five thousand plus seats gone with the. You know who it really hurts this start time? Who's it hurt? hurts all the people traveling from the East Coast? That's a one a.m. start. Yeah, well, all the people who are traveling for this weekend. I don't think it matters to them. Okay. Like what time you'll adjust pretty quickly. Cause you're going for the wrestling. It's not like no, you're going you're to dinner at one o'clock. Like, Oh, I, have, I can't believe I'm going to dinner so late. You're going right. to a wrestling show for a purpose. I know when I traveled to Arizona from Indiana and it was only a two hour difference. I adjusted to the time right away. Cause I mm-hmm. knew what time these things were starting. I, I knew what I was going into. I don't think a 10 o'clock thing is going to be that big of a deal, but that's just for me. Will be for me, but nevertheless. might be for you. Yeah, at ten o'clock. Yeah, not a big deal for me. Yeah, your your time is just completely effed yeah. up. Really, I yeah, mean, let's let's be real. No, my my schedule is the worst thing in the world right now. But it helps me do these shows in the afternoon. So whatever. Yeah, a lot of stuff going on. So of course we'll talk about more WrestleMania stuff next week with a full in depth preview. Um, I watched a match today, Jeff. I watched a match that I'd never seen before. Was it was it the match that's on our countdown, it was, or was it just another match? It was super crazy. Uh huh. Versus Yoshihiro Tajiri from Guilty mm-hmm. as Charged, nineteen ninety nine, with Joey Styles as the lone play by play lone announcer of any kind. Yep. John Pee Wee Moore, the referee, mm-hmm. the worst referee in the history of the business. Mm-hmm. Super Crazy's ECW pay per view debut. Yes. Tajiri's ECW pay per view debut. ECW yes. traveled all the way to Kissimmee, Florida. Kissimmee, Florida. In front of 2,000-plus fans at some mm. theater. And very NXT-like. Yes. This ECW match. The match was really good. We're going to talk about Super Crazy and Tajiri. I have some thoughts about the announcing, including Joey Styles going Matt Stryker before Matt Stryker was probably even in wrestling. Very true. But as we get to this show, and then I want to talk about what happened after this match. Because what okay, happened after? I, I, I stopped after the. What match, happened so after? I couldn't. This time, oh. this time, I'm the one in the dark. I couldn't forgetting. stop. I couldn't okay. stop. I saw what was coming. I left it on as I'm writing notes on it, and I'm like, well, "What the hell is this? Who is that? Yes, Sid is oh, here. Is Judge Sid. Jeff Jones. <laughs> Judge Jeff Jones introducing Sid. But we'll talk about that for a little bit. What were your thoughts going into this match? Is this one that you remember seeing before, or was this your first time watching it as well? I remember seeing it, but I remember it was very forgettable for me. I think at the time um, it could have been forgettable because there were more matches like this happening. It's not like this is the first time yeah, ever or anything like that. This, I mean, I remember this time in ECW just me kind of being a casual fan because by this time, I mean, Raw had got Raw and Nitro had taken all these guys from ECW. ECW was just looking for hot new commodities to throw on the TV set. You know, you had great cruiserweight matches already every week on Mondays on WCW for that first hour. And ECW was basically getting a reputation or it had a reputation as now this is the, this is basically our version of FMW. It was a garbage fed. It was a garbage fed that was trying to get back to its roots. And I don't think it was succeeding all that. Well, this crowd was terrible. The crowd wasn't so much. And and again, I didn't watch the rest of the show. So maybe they were there to see like the big stars. And these again, were two new guys that they weren't familiar with. True. But, but there was always from personal experience and from watching for years, there was always that kind of measure of, 
respect and knowledgeable fan base in the Philadelphia area that I right. don't think translated to the Kiss Me Florida. I don't, I don't think it translated to Florida. To introduce, to introduce yeah. two new guys in their debut. Because they were on, what was Sun Sports or like the Sun Channel, Sunshine Network? I think the Sunshine Network in Florida, which is why they did this pay-per-view yeah. there. Because they were on the Sunshine yeah. Network in Florida and then throughout the U.S., with different deals, but well, they had had they had been flirting with Florida before because they went there in ninety. They they were going, I think, once a year at that point. I'm not sure, but I know they started doing Florida shows in ninety four. Yeah, because that's that's where they did the uh, Ron Simmons uh, Shane Douglas match where Tully Blanchard ran in and then the triple threat beat up on him, which right. was Benoit Malenko and and them. So they had an interesting relationship with the Florida area already. I'm not sure. I can't. My timeline's all messed up. When did they get on TNN? Uh, it was after this. Was it? Okay. Yeah. I mean, because this is January of 1999. They weren't on until later in 99 because all right. it was 2000 Taz's last night, which was in the early run, which is late 99. Uh, and then yeah, early 2000, on, he came back. I was in LA at that time. And yeah. by that time, I think it was on like at like two in the morning on yeah. a Friday right. on on what would become Fox Sports West out there. I mean, yeah, it was it was hard to find. Yeah, they weren't on TNN yet, but then, it was still an interesting. And on Sunshine Network, they probably I don't remember them being in prime time. Like it was one of those weird time slots again. But yeah, you know, they're running floor in the crowd. These two new guys, you know, they were booing Super Crazy because Super Crazy was you know yelling Mexico during the match, so they were booing him. Well, I remember Tajiri had been had had a cup of coffee in the WWF before this. In their in their non-committal well, super, light, super, super light. crazy did was it super crazy or super, was it uh, Tajiri? Tajiri, it was had super never, crazy. Tajiri had never. You're been. right. Yep. I think yeah, you're right. Never mind. I was getting my <laughs> getting my lightweights. This was when they were like having like uh, uh, Taka and Scott Taylor matches ad nauseum. They were having to, to build up yeah. their lightweight cha- light heavyweight champion yeah, matches so or what have you. Yeah. Yeah, because that's how super crazy got into ECW. Tajiri. That's right. Yeah, Tajiri. Thank it was you. other. Yeah, but. I mean, they have this match, and I wanted to talk about the Joey Styles, because right away in this match, right as it's beginning, Pee Wee Moore is the referee for this one, all right? And what I always hated about Pee Wee Moore is that when he was doing his counts, and again, I watch the refs, right? but when he's doing his counts, he looks straight down at the mat, like he's looking at where he's counting to, he's not looking at the shoulders, like you watch the WWE refs, all of them look at the shoulders while they're counting, because why do you need to know where your hand is slapping the mat? And it's like one of those things like Pee Wee Moore is telling everyone that this is incredibly fake. You know, because yeah. I'm looking straight down. I don't need to see when the shoulder's up because I'm going to stop my count anyway. So that's what I always hated about Pee Wee Moore. And the fact that he moved around way too much. I Because he wanted to show everyone how, how mobile he is. And he's also a crazy person. But I'm not going to get really too much into that. He's just a crazy person. So I always we'll hate Pee Wee Moore. But Joey Styles on commentary. It's like... Pee Wee Moore, the referee for this one, an excellent choice because he speaks both Japanese and Spanish. And Spanish. Shut up. I remember that. Yeah, shut, shut up. up, Matt Stryker. You <laughs> yeah. don't have to tell us things that aren't real just to make them sound better. Well, you got to remember at this time also that that ECW. I mean, and they always had this reputation. They were trying to separate themselves as uh, yeah. the smarter alternative. Right. And so you know he 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 do his. I mean, especially since Ross was no longer doing this when he was went to 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 Stanford, you know, four years in the business, seven years in the business, former young boy here, mm-hmm. you know, he'd give the backgrounds to make it seem legitimate. It was, it, it was, it was hipster wrestling before there was hipster wrestling. This was just Joey Styles trying to fill time and make the ref seem important and like it was a good choice. But at the same time, every submission hold, Pee Wee Moore is yelling at each guy louder in <laughs> English, like the most stereotypical, you know, English speaker. You know, if you yell louder, they'll hear you better or understand you better. Like he's yelling well, at Tajiri, do you give up? Do you give up as loud as yeah. possible? Where's the for Japanese? The he, he's playing for the camera. Where yeah. is it? Where is it? Um, God, Pee Wee Moore hated him. At least Joey had the self-awareness to say, I'm going to try and call all these moves. I may not get all of them right. It was the same speech that JR gave in the first minute of Wrestle Kingdom 9. Like, this True. is what I'm not familiar with. I'm going to do my best here. We're going to let this action speak for itself. Like, you know, that's what announcers do, because you don't want to seem foolish. If you miss something, it's because, okay, I'm not used to this. Um, Overall, the match was 
how do I explain this? Nice. I think part of it was a it was yeah. a well choreographed match with no real heat to it. That was a lot of moves. It was a Japanese style match. It's, it's a lot like what you see a lot of New Japan. I don't even know if it was days. that style of match. Does it make sense to the point where like to me they couldn't figure out what type of match they wanted to do? I mean, it was, it was kind ma- of a lucha, lucha strong style hybrid yes, type thing because it was mat work early. Then they started yeah. doing some high flying. Tajiri was even busting out some power at one point, as was super right. crazy. Like yeah. they couldn't decide exactly what style of match they want to do. It was as if they wanted to show everything because it was their first night in. Like they were trying then, to show everything they could do. And then for the meatheads in the crowd, they had to do the uh, what was it the the, the moon salt off the off the guardrail. Mm-hmm. So that people, you know, the, the superfluous moonsault off the guardrail where you get no bounce whatsoever. So right. that a bunch of people yelling in the camera, EC dub, EC dub. And it wasn't, even, <laughs> it wasn't the first match on the card either. It was the second match no. on the card. So you didn't get that initial, okay, first match pop. Like, and sometimes you'll Who's get first. Uh, like a Danny Doring six way or something. Oh God. Okay. never mind. Yeah. There was, okay. uh, I, I didn't watch but, any of it, but it was like Danny Doring and roadkill versus, you know, uh, what was it, Balls Mahoney and Axel Rotten? I, I can see the logic in that, though. You give guys that the fans are familiar with, and then you introduce the new guys so that I, they don't bury the, no. the card from the start. I, I thought the psychology was always better. You know, they're going to be into the first thing you see anyway. So put the okay. new guys there, and then they know Balls Mahoney. But keep growing there. I thought that was a mistake putting it where they did, but at the same time, the crowd wasn't super hot into it. They had a fine match. Nothing was messed up. They they worked yeah. good. And obviously it was a showcase for them. They worked mm-hmm. the next pay-per-view too. They worked living dangerously together. Absolutely. Yeah. So they worked the very next one. Super crazy. Got his win back. But yes, Tajiri comes out looking like this fresh faced baby face. Like clean a, cut. I mean, he looks, yeah, just a white meat baby face. It was amazing how different he would look one year mm-hmm. later once he started yeah. doing the Muda knockoff. Road owned him. No, yeah, it, it looked. I mean, he looked like a completely. He, different he guy. lost. He lost so much mass over that time. He became kind of thinner. He looked a little strike yeah. stragglier in the hair and, Wearing and the he blue ate, and white ate. tights and the boots and everything was all blue. Yeah. And he was Yoshihiro Tajiri and doing some of the same moves that you would see him do later on, but not dwelling on the kicks. Nope. Like he was doing some, but he was. It wasn't by any means his yeah, featured yeah. move set. No. So you go to watch this match. This match is on here because one, it's an ECW cruiserweight. It's a pretty good match, but it's on there to see the first matches of super crazy and Yoshihiro Tajiri in ECW. It weren't, and it's a fine right, light heavyweight on match. Anyway. Right. It's a fine sterile type match. If you, I mean, it's, <laughs> I hate to say this. It's a Dean Malenko match without heat. Kinda, and Dean Malenko yeah. matches never, and Dean Malenko matches never had that much heat unless, unless Dean was being very vicious towards people. Yeah. You know, it's kind of robotic, a little robotic at times because it's two guys who never really work go, together. Go watch well, it. actually, they did, didn't they? They because, worked together you know, a lot. To, yeah, because just yeah, not on right. TV. Just, just not on TV because Tajiri right. trained in Mexico or he was he was down in the same federation as uh, Super Crazy. They, That's right. And no, they feuded for a lot on ECW here and house shows and different events, too. But you could go watch right. a Dean Malenko, Juventud Guerrero match from Nitro, a random match, and it'd probably be just as good as this one. This match was more for the importance yeah. of the fact outside of what the actual in-ring was, is not to say that it wasn't good. I mean, it was fine. No, but you're it not, was you fine. Don't have, you don't have to go out of your way to see this one unless you really want to see the start of Tajiri yeah. in the U.S. It, it doesn't get you excited to see more of Super Crazy or more of Yoshihiro Tajiri. It's just, oh, it's two recognizable names from the past. This is, this is their, like if you... I used to be really day. interested when I would go to like... I would go to Blockbuster Video and they would always have the videotapes. Like, I'm a young kid. It's yeah. like 2000. They're the young tapes wow. of WrestleManias from the early 90s. And it's like, these are all the guys I know now, but this is like before they were their current gimmicks or before they were stars kind of a way. And I would be interested right. in that. If you were a fan now and watched ECW Tajiri or WWE Tajiri and you wanted to see where his start was, this is why you're watching that match. You're not watching Although, it for any other reason. Is it wrong that part of me enjoys this Tajiri a little bit more than Tajiri what he great. became? Right. Yeah. It was perfectly I think, fine. I think it kind of like became not complacent, but they kind of took away a lot of his movesets when they gave him this kind of evil Muda type gimmick. Well, you know what? He found something that worked for him, obviously. So that's great. But like, if you want to see new Tajiri, that to me would be the only reason why you're going to watch this. You're not going to watch it for any other reason. Like I need to see a great Tajiri super crazy match. Probably not picking this one. Agreed. Probably not picking this one, Uh, but they did have the rematch at living dangerously after this match. Cronus comes out. As weird as ever. The late John Cronus, yes. 
Judge Jeff Jones comes out. Former referee, as Joey Styles mentions. Judge Jeff Jones come out. Joey's like, what's going on here? Punishing Cronus. I don't remember exactly why, but he's punishing Cronus. And his henchman is the former Psycho Sid. Oh, this was this was a time when I think Saturn was on the shelf or he had no, he had left by that time. Never mind. Cronus was always kind of yeah, getting punished. Gone. Yeah, that's right. Because this was like the Gangstonators he was team. Like, he was kind of he was bigger. He was like I don't want to say fat John Cronus, but he wasn't. Yeah, he was super he was, soft. Uh, he was. Well, he was also unreliable. John. He was Cronus unreliable, from- super soft, cutting one liners on the mic, and he couldn't. He couldn't get his words out. Yeah, it's John Cronus. Psycho Sid comes out as just Sid. He would later be Sid. And of course, vicious. he gets. And of course, he gets a pop. Huge pop because Sid is <laughs> yeah. the best of all time. My favorite wrestler ever. Is, is Psycho he? Sid? Oh, absolutely. You're kidding. Nope, Sid. Okay, I like Sid. I just okay. I I understand the allure because I mean my brother was in love with him too. I and but it's like okay, cool. Continue. Psycho, Psycho Sid, great. Comes out completely annihilates John Cronus. Choke slams yes. him from in the ring to the outside through a table. Of course. Beats him in a minute, and then leaves because you know what? Sid did his job. Also, the pay per view debut of Sid in ECW. This well, Sid had, Sid had a working relationship with Paul and WCW. I mean, they had they knew each other. But what do you think of the Jeff Jones judge gimmick? I didn't really. I mean, when I was actually watching ECW, he was always coming out with Mike Awesome. So I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Like Mike Awesome was the allure. It wasn't Judge I, Jeff Jones. I just, I just love that he's a judge with a gavel and a stretcher. Yeah, he's <laughs> just a judge. He's because his gimmick wasn't that he's like a law. You know, he's no. not a real judge. He's coming out to pronounce people guilty. That was the gimmick, yes. and your punishment was getting destroyed by Sid and Mike Awesome. It was a one note gimmick, but it was still kind it was of so, fun. It was, fun. It was, it was entertaining. One, it was awesome. Like you're just this yeah. douchebag who's coming out to pronounce you guilty so that you can get beaten up by his charge. Yeah, it's it's that it's that three minute warning gimmick where you know he's coming out and you know what's coming after this. It's Sid or it's Mike Awesome. It, so yeah, so good. Now I don't remember, so I'm going to check on my handy phone here. Please do because our next I don't match remember. is because I have to get I it out there. I don't know. Did why you watch? I, did you watch it? And while 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 we're stalling for time, did you watch anything else on this pay per view? No, I stopped after Sid because nothing okay. was going to be as good as Psycho Sid coming out and destroying John Cronus. Yeah, look that up. I don't even remember the card. <laughs> so the next match is number 83. We're going to talk about. We may not talk about it next week because I think our show is going to be chock full of WWE and WrestleMania talk. So it might be our show after WrestleMania. Uh, forget it. That we do this one. But okay. The next match on our card is number 83. It is the WCW Wrestle War 91 main event. The War oh. Games match. Yes. War yes, Games. Yes. From Wrestle War 1991 is our next match on the list that we are going to talk about probably on our regular show after WrestleMania on that Tuesday or Wednesday, that show. Uh, Announce the lineup of the War Games teams, or do you have it? Um, I could look up the War Games teams. I'm assuming, uh, didn't we just do a match from this show? Wrestle War 91? Didn't we? Possibly. I think so. I think we did. It all runs together. I think we did a show on this one, and I'm going to look at that. Was it the loot? It wasn't... uh, what was Wrestle War ninety one? See, I don't know because I wasn't watching it this time. But I'm. Pretty I do sure. believe. I do believe this is the War Games where Sid power bombs uh, Brian Pillman, isn't it? Could be. Oh no, we did uh, Ric Flair and Luger from Wrestle War ninety. Yes, with that's that awesome Wrestle War theme. Yeah, that's. What I liked Wrestle War. It was always a fun pay per view. So Wrestle War nineteen ninety one took place in February from Phoenix, Arizona, and the oh, War Games. Oh God. Oh, dude, you have to watch this pay-per-view in its entirety at yeah. some point because it's just it, it's trying so much stuff. But it's also it's like their first time out of their comfort zone in the region. So they go to Phoenix. I have to really this, watch this, Luger this and Dan Spivey. Weird. Yeah, well, they have like a Japanese women's match that they throw out there <gasps> that dies. Oh, what are you what are you looking at? The what? most computerized man of the 1990s is on this show. The Taylor Made Man or VK Wall Street? Terrence Taylor against oh, yes. Tom Zink. Oh my God! Yeah, it's like they have this opening six-man match that's just brutal With, to watch. I think it's like Mr. Hughes and uh, I. I, I always love because I watched uh, for something we did. I'm pretty sure I watched 
like a WCW Clash of the Champions, which was the yeah. introduction. Like they announced that Terrence Taylor as the most computerized man is coming. And then Terry Runnels comes out and says, this is my guy. Like he hadn't turned heel yet, but he's wrestling. But everyone who was watching on TV just heard that he turned heel. This is such, Yeah, this is such a hit or miss pay-per-view, I believe. I think this is also the one Luger where they introduce... They introduce they introduce Big Daddy Dink Oliver Humperdink as another part of the Freebirds entourage. So it's like twelve guys and only two wrestlers. Yeah, <laughs> and of course Ron Simmons gets turned on. Yes, a lot of stuff on this. Show. The Young Pistols. That's actually a good match. That tag team match, I believe. That's uh, Pistols and Smother and Armstrong against uh, Rick yeah. Morgan and Jack Victory. Oh, never mind. That's just my love of the royal family, New Zealand militia. Never mind. I was thinking it was the pistols against. Uh, oh, there's a, a four star match. The dark match. Go. The dark match, yes. which is the only one on this card I'm looking at that I actually might want to see, is Ultraman and Eddie Guerrero against Huchol <laughs> and Rudy Boy Gonzalez. Well, well read, the, read, read the opening match uh, Junkyard Dog, Ricky Morton, and Tommy Rich. Yes. Against the State Patrol. Of Lieutenant James Earl Wright and Sergeant Bradley Parker <laughs> and the big oh, cat. And they give him like 20 minutes. Oh, oh my God. God. No, they, it it's only a... 10, but it feels like probably 20. It feels like 20. Oh, my goodness. I have to watch yeah. this whole okay. show because I have no interest in it. No, no, you don't have to, but but just watch like just how nonplussed the crowd is at times. So this is your um, lineup for the main event because this is what yes. got us started on this. This is, this, is, this is the match that you want to watch. So Sting. go ahead. Yes. Brian Pillman yes. and the Steiner brothers yes. against Ric Flair, mm-hmm. Barry Windham, Larry mm-hmm. Zabisco, and the best wrestler the- of all time, Sid. Sid Vicious. That's right. Larry Zabisco was filling in for the injured uh, Arn, 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 Arn Anderson. Arn was injured, so they go, we need somebody. And, you know, Zabisco always kind of fit into those kind of stables anyways. Yeah, no, this is a fine match. <laughs> the ending's a little wonky, but it's worth watching. Yeah, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed this war games quite a bit. Not yeah. my favorite war games, but but it's it's an enjoyable one. I'm looking forward to it. I am looking forward to this match. But that'll be in two weeks because we have WWE WrestleMania to talk next week. We will be back after WrestleMania 31 or WrestleMania Play, whichever one you prefer to call. Uh, we will be back with a show that night. Not exactly sure yet if it's going to be live after the show or if we're going to record. And then post it like normal, but uh, we will be. Well, I'm throwing the show out. I'm, thro- I'm throwing out my guests, so we might as well make it live. <laughs> throwing out your guests? What do you mean? I think I'm gonna. Have, I think I may have someone come over and watch because he doesn't have the network. Oh, for WrestleMania? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. But yeah. So we'll we'll see. Okay. I, I'm not exactly sure technologically if it will make sense to go live or not, but we'll we'll discuss it and follow us on Twitter at Shake Them Ropes for information on that. ShakeThemRopes.com slash YouTube. You can watch our YouTube shows on all this too. Uh, you know, starting to play around with putting up our entire show plus putting up clips from the show. So if you only want to see certain parts, you can go and watch those certain parts. So you can do that at YouTube. Search for Shake Them Ropes. Um, yes, we'll have guests. <laughs> what? What's funny now? The, just like the Rob only feed. Where it's just you. Where it's just my picture. And it's you talking, and then it just blocks me out. <laughs> Maybe. I can go the Christian route and put a blue dot over your face. Oh, please do. I should, just as a rib one day. Just do that. I'm an animal, not a man. And oh, you can go to our Shake Them Ropes YouTube and watch exclusive post shows. So where we just chat about nothing for six minutes, if you're so inclined. The Dames on Twitter yes. was putting over, he watched our show from uh, like a month ago where we talk about GoldenEye yeah, the, on N64. That's the kind of stuff you get in our riveting post shows. Yes, we're getting into salacious details about Rob's personal life on yes, this one. That's right. So we'll have some things to talk about. Go to uh, shakedownropes.com or YouTube for that. But I think that's this uh, this week's episode of Shake Them Ropes, episode 71 in the books. We will be back next week with our WrestleMania preview. We will be back Sunday night after WrestleMania for our exclusive post show. And we'll be back... Uh, for our first show in April, talking about uh, whatever we have to talk about. The Monday after WrestleMania. Already April. Yeesh. Already coming up on yep. April. And match number 84, <laughs> the WrestleWar 91 main event, which I'm super excited to watch because of Sid Vicious. Good luck to Virginia in the NCAA tournament. They will make it as far you? as they can until they meet Kentucky, <sighs> at which point they will uh, lose. No. They may lose second round to Michigan State, but uh, you're wearing an Oregon Ducks hat, and they're in the tournament as well, I believe. Go Oregon. 
Let's just do it, Oregon. Do it for <laughs> everyone at or do it for Chip Kelly and the 13 Oregon Ducks who are on the Eagles roster. Do it for them. But for <laughs> Rob McCarron, for Russian marcher number 31, Jeff Hawkins, we will see you all next week. Yet. Here it comes again. Lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.